Live from the center of the earth, girth. Hey Fred, how's it going? Pretty good so far. How are you? I'm good. We are at the uh, OPL, the Oshawa Public Library. Yep. FanCon. FanCon. Yeah. Uh, this is, I uh, met you last year at Whitby as well. Yeah, that's you, right, buddy. You kind of get around to some of the smaller cons because a lot of people don't, a lot of people just think it's like Fan Expo. Yep. Right? So for anybody who's kind of like wants to know what the comic book scene is like outside of even Toronto and stuff like that, how would you kind of describe it? Well, there's a lot of big creators that are living in Durham region. You know, and the thing is, there's a lot of big creators that are living in Durham region that aren't necessarily here today. But, I mean, you got Connor McCreary out here. You got Keith Grichow, Ricky Lima, Sean Daly, uh, Jay Torres is downstairs. I'm here. And there's a whole long and list. You're here rocking a sweet sweater, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah. Dave Bishop also uh, over there who's just got uh, his new book, Morte, from SourcePoint Press that is probably... One of the most innovative zombie stories you're going to read, period. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of really good talent out here today. So you made the move from Edmonton to Toronto. Yeah. And started plugging into the comic book scene here. Yeah. One of your collaborators is Adam Gorham. Yeah. He's not, Adam's like more of like a friend than a collaborator. I, I, and plus our kids get along, so it makes hanging out with each other <laughs> a lot easier <laughs> than anything else. Yeah. How did you meet Adam? Adam and I met. He actually uh, messaged the radio station because uh, he's like, he was, you like comics? I just wrote a comic and he did this book. It was called The Vampire Conspiracies. And I read it and uh, then I got back to him like, hey, man, do you want to work on a comic with me? And then that's when we started working on Teuton, which is interesting. I've got the I've got Teuton books on the table right now because I'm a little low on stock at the moment because I got a bunch of new stuff that I've worked on, but... I just have no extra books lying around right now. And part of the new stuff is The Fourth Planet. Yes, The Fourth Planet. Uh, working on Volume 2 right now. Waiting for Volume 1 to come out from Chapter House. Uh, I also have a book. I just signed all the paperwork, so I'm allowed to talk about it. Uh, I've got a book that's in the process coming out with SourcePoint Press right now uh, called Venom and Vengeance that I'm working on with Sean Daly. It's... It's hard to really surmise it in a single sentence, but it is a, it is as cold and savage as a revenge story as you have ever seen. Okay, kind of like revenge it. story like thirty years in the making. Kind of Ed Brubaker-ish, kind of. No, it's it's more. It's kind of like a fantasy vibe to it. Do you remember the cartoon The Littles? Keep talking. The rings a bell. Like, yeah, I think these little people and they lived in the in the vents in your house and in, in your yeah. walls. Yeah, it was on in like the eighties and stuff. Yes, yes, it's yes. Sort of like uh, <laughs> the. the the Revenge of the Littles? Yeah, well, it's sort of like that. It's like a <laughs> fantasy setting with these like little littles that are called sprites, and they sort of are factioned off into these different nations that are helmed by a specific animal. And so these houses are all going to war with each other. So you've got like that. I don't know. I always like when you were a kid, didn't you always want to be a G.I. Joe, like the size yeah. of a G.I. Joe? So it, Not like, that size, but yeah. I want to be a Joe, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I Until the Cobra got the weather dominator. Yeah, and then that's I'm... true. That was a great four-part episode. It <laughs> yeah. four parts, buddy. That was, a, that was very bold. <laughs> you can't just day. drop a weather dominator no, in like a 20-minute. Or... No. It takes a... The kids aren't going to buy that. No. They're not going to believe that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, like that's a big story that I'm working on right now. And I've got uh, a few other very inceptual ideas coming out. There's a story... In the, the Cauldron Anthology that Ricky Lima and Sam Noir are doing that I've got a book in there that I'm working on with uh, Jeffrey Miles uh, called The Wild Boy. Uh, and yeah, a few other things. I could just list what I'm doing if you wanted me to.
No, that was just a good start, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll put a link at the bottom yeah. <laughs> for the show notes. Absolutely, yeah, show note, show note me, man. Yeah, but it is cool that you're doing a lot of stuff because, I mean, it started off very small. Like yeah. you mentioned, like Teuton, like that was one of the earlier books, right? And so yeah. to kind of go from that to all this really cool stuff, was it kind of a difficult road? You or how would you categorize you know the road? Is, it's a demoralizing road more than a difficult road because you you tell all these stories, you write it, you work on it. And then you basically like sending them off to like these, these editors and stuff like that at imprints, trying to hope that they'll pick up your stuff. But it's that classic line. I can't get a job because I have no experience. I have no experience because I can't get a job. And so eventually that's what it, it feels like. And, and it can be like, it can be tough to keep going, but that's why like, I've really found a home doing like a lot of smaller press stuff, which is fine for me. My original goal in comics was just to not have to pay to tell my stories and now i'm at a point where i'm not having to pay to tell my stories anymore like high five that's great high five so you know that's good i i w- i wish that like uh that my book with chapter house the fourth planet trade paperback was out because it's just gorgeous like working with miko mckasic on that one it's like been a treat he's like the like the epitome of artiste mm-hmm. yeah so i wish that book was here to show you but volume two is really good, and the story really takes a very dark, dramatic turn. So yeah. it's got kind of like that painty look, kind of yeah, like uh, yeah, the sender like, and stuff, and it's the same kind of sci-fi. Just, yeah, like the descent, the soft watercolors of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the the look and vibe of that story is just one of my favorite things. I wish that I had the whole series done right now, but I know where it's going. I just got to get there. So for people who are not familiar, what is the fourth planet? Can you break it down a little bit? Is um, it uh, more littles again in no, space? No, no, man. I've got like... <laughs> that would be pretty cool, though. I, I got to get that story broken down. Like, I got to figure out a way to summarize <laughs> Venom and Vengeance in a sentence. But um, the fourth planet is humanity at this point has been conquered. We're a slave race. Uh, this ship full of human slaves crashes on this alien planet with uh, three warring factions, all of which have just sort of like begun using gunpowder and so even though there's not many humans they're so far advanced that they're in a position of power even though when there's not many of them and it really throws the whole like balance of power on this planet into the wind and it's how the humans start to like they they factionalize within themselves about how some people some of the humans think we should just dominate we should like we should like take over and some of the humans are like, no, we should find a way to like not even associate with them because we don't want to affect the way they're developing as a species themselves. So it, it's it, kind of like prime directive. Yeah, it brings it brings a lot of the my my favorite elements of sci-fi are always like the best thing about science fiction is it's a great way to analyze human nature without looking at humans specifically. Mm-hmm. That was so, Twilight Zone, right? Pardon? That was like the Twilight yeah, Zone. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. can judge like communism and Americana and stuff. That was like, Battlestar Galactica was is always one of my absolute favorite pieces of sci-fi, and what I loved about that show was that you've got fifty thousand people left. That's it. And they're not all on the same page because people are never always on the same page. And that to me was one of the best aspects of the show is that they still had all these disagreements, even though they were struggling to just stay alive. You know this too from your work, uh, your day job as a radio broadcaster, even like a band like U2 or Green Day or Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. people will go and they'll sell out 20, 30,000, but there's always a couple of people who want to hear that one song. Yes. Or like, That's a perfect analogy. That's, right? That's but right everybody there. likes the Chili Peppers, yeah. but yeah. they want, like, ah, I can't it's believe like they we played that. We all want to survive. We've all just got different ideas on how to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
And in terms of your like, you do a lot of really cool indie work. Some writers like to do a lot of indie work and then jump into like the the big two or the big three. I guess. Oh well, I'd be lying. Yeah. If I said I didn't want to work for the big two, like if or I got two and a half, I guess with Image, yeah. right? Yeah, two and a half. <laughs> I, I I've got a book in with Image right now. Hopefully that works out. But like, I'd like to work with with Marvel and DC, and I've got properties that I love to do. But I just I'm not there, and and the time will come when I'll be there, but I'm not in a rush to like scoop past what I'm doing now to get there right away. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm really liking doing a lot of like the indie stuff because I've got like one story that's in a post apocalyptia with magic type story. I've got another one that is straight up like sword and sorcery. I've got another one that's fantasy. I've got one that's historical. I've got one that's set today and it's just a human drama. There's all these things that are going on, you know? Mm hmm. When you're sitting down to then put something on a page and then develop it into a comic like Fourth Planet, would you, are you having to choose from different ideas and stuff like that, or is it kind of like that's the best project that will like get you out? And like, is there a certain no, goals in the project? Think, I just, I always, what's the itch that I got to scratch? That seems to be the way that I always go with these things. Like, what's the thing that I want to work on now that will make me happy? But now that I've like, I'm, I'm working on projects where i'm collaborating with other people and there's money involved now i'm at the point where what's my deadline (laughs) when do i gotta get this done so i i will i will work like you know hammer out like 20 pages on this one polish it off 20 pages on this one polish it off then back to the drawing board always trying to work on a few different things at the same time you know Mm -hmm. because i i you get bored like I, i like the with the fourth planet, I wrote the whole thing, all three trade paperbacks in a row. So for about three months, like I was buried in just that one thing, you know? And because you're doing a lot of independent comics, the reason I bring up the big two, two and a half is that because you're working on a lot of independent comics, is it kind of a harder thing to flesh it out? Uh, because you're talking about characters that don't exist, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you just say like Superman flies or Batman crashes the gate, like yep. you know what I mean? Like people already have a visual. Well, you gotta create the story and create the characters. Yeah, I think that that to, a lot of times the world building is the funnest part of the story. You know, like putting it all together, ironing it all out. That's the funnest thing to do. So yeah, it takes longer, but it's not harder. Like I, there's part of me thinks that if I was working on like uh this actually happened to my buddy adam adam gorham when he was working on exo man war valiant uh he drew a scene where he needed to speed the story up and like the script wasn't really providing him with the right information so he inadvertently created a power for exo man war when he did it (laughs) and then when he handed the pages in his editor was like he can't do that he was like oh Okay, so back to the drawing board, literally. Yeah. Yeah. We should give uh, Adam a shadow. He also just, uh, the trade paperback from New Mutants. Yes, just yeah. came out. Yeah. Great book. Mm-hmm. That, like... Uh, New Mutants Dead Souls. Pardon? New Mutants Dead Souls. Yeah, yeah, Just because yeah. there's a lot of New Mutants uh, trades. New Mutants <laughs> Dead Souls, yes, with, with Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah. He's just a phenomenal writer. Uh, and I was pretty, like, 
envious of Adam getting to work with the people that he worked with on that. Like Mike Garland did the colors on that book and Mike Garland's colors are just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a really unique take on the new mutants, making it kind of like a horror story, you know, Mm -hmm. to coincide with the movie that was coming out. I don't know if that movie's ever even going to get released now though. Yeah. Now it's just lost in that whole like Fox Disney thing. And wasn't, um, isn't the girl who plays Arya on uh, game of Thrones. Isn't she in it? She's in the movie. Yeah. They have real names and things like that. And the, trailer looked good yeah but then there's that butt though where yeah like, there's that uh, butt yeah i wonder I think, if cb sabulski is a big fan of that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? um and i mean that's the that's the other thing too so are you excited then to see like all those marvel movies and all the tv shows and all that because now it's like your kids growing up now they have a heyday we just had the weather dominator on cobra yeah, for four yeah. episodes right yeah on gi joe four episodes so now they get like whole potpourri of like stuff i I think it's great like to be honest like uh i was pretty let down with a lot of the the netflix uh marvel stuff i really liked the second season of daredevil i think the second season of daredevil is the strongest thing that they'd ever done Mm -hmm. the most disappointing was the first season of uh, iron fist yeah like everybody that was the show that i was hoping would be the best but it was the weakest and it was the weakest for a lot of factors um with the 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 main character's actor there what's his face like finishing game of thrones one day flying to new york and starting filming the next one he's supposed to be like this martial artist on par with captain america and nope <laughs> but and, and like jessica jones is pretty consistent uh david Tennant was great the, in that show the problem too with iron fist is it has a lot of um on street elements too like yeah. the mystical cities and yes. things like that so it's hard to kind of go to like tibet or wherever and then kind of like bring it back yeah. to new york city you know what i mean and i don't think they got that balance right no 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 no. i i would be inclined to agree um the movies are great too like there's just a lot going on right now so you know i think i think it's pretty wild that i can't wait for my kids to be a bit older and we can sit down and like dissect all these things they're really into the clone wars and rebels right now so that's pretty dope yeah star wars always works always for, works. for kicks for kids wars, man. man yeah that's such a great show like i would love to see like a like a live action star wars show that just kind of follows some stormtroopers like a band of brothers for stormtroopers almost you know because you think about it like the empire couldn't have been bad for everybody it couldn't have been like and <laughs> that should be their slogan yeah it's I'm not s- bad for everybody well exactly <laughs> and then, like i'm not saying that the empire was great what i'm saying is is if it was that awful for everyone involved no one would have let it last as long as it did mm-hmm. so there was probably a lot of planets where being part of the imperial army was a great thing you know, it had to really help them out. And so you could have like, you could follow these, like this platoon of, of stormtroopers while they're in some sector of space, like on some planet, like kind of like Battle of the Bulge esque while they're fighting and take that side, you know, like the, what was it? Uh, Tora, 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 the, the World War II movie where they follow both the Japanese and the Americans. And Oh, the Clint Eastwood movie. No, no, no. That's, oh, not- that's uh, Letters from Iwo Jima. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and not Band of Brothers and Flags of Our Fathers. Like the same idea, though, mm-hmm. to show that like like we're all human in the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't like it's best not to the, what's Jean-Luc Picard, the, the there are four lights episode when he was talking about how you should never dehumanize your enemy because eventually they'll, you're teaching them to dehumanize themselves or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'd be pretty dope. Let's All right. work on that. If you know anybody at Disney, give them a call. We will wrap this up now so I can make some calls. <laughs> Where can people find you? You are on uh, the air at Q now. Q seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday to Friday, 2 to 7. Uh, also, um, my Facebook feed, uh, Ted Fargus. 
and there's my Twitter feed at fearless underscore Fred. That's the best way to get a hold of me. I really do love the Twitter because I don't like writing that much unless I'm writing comics, which I spend too much time doing. You recently had a Twitter poll, a slash Twitter debate, whether a lightsaber could decapitate the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And and I think the verdict was yes, right? The the verdict was yes. Is that where you stand? Is that that your deep interpersonal feelings? I don't know because no one really justified it. Like, I think that... First of all, you I believe that like somebody, a skilled Jedi like a, a Darth Vader could take the Hulk's head, but would that kill him? That's another conversation entirely. Mm-hmm. But can the Hulk's flesh be penetrated by a lightsaber? And then somebody brought up the uh, the scene in The Phantom Menace where Qui-Gon Jinn is like melting through the blast doors with his lightsaber, you know? Like, is that what it we would be the equivalent of? Would you be able to stab, but to cut through would be something different entirely? I don't know. It is a fascinating debate. By the way, as a small tangent before we wrap up, the latest Hulk book, Immortal Hulk, is fantastic. Yes. Really? Yeah. What makes it so good? Uh, they're writing it like the old school horror book. So he changes at night, and it's kind of more werewolfy, kind of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's a lot more creepy, and uh, it's still very tied to the Marvel Universe. But it's um, it's a lot more creepy and good fun, so it's perfect for Halloween. I really like that concept of Weapon H. I thought that was the most ridiculous comic book concept. Like, would it's like they went to like fourteen year old like Fred and were like, "What do you want to do?" <laughs> like, listen, I got a great idea, guys. Combine Wolverine and the Hulk. <laughs> yes, yeah, make that happen. Okay, good, perfect. That's what we're doing. Weapon H. It's always funny some of the things uh, that like get past like the editorial meeting. Yeah. The editor says write it like, and then so the guy writes it. Somebody draws it like, because comics is such a collaborative thing. It's yeah. like ten, twenty people. W- it went through this ten, twenty people system. I think Valentine Delandro just uh, did some did a cover for Weapon H, and I remember when I was asking him about it, and he was just like, it was one of the coolest things ever. It's something that I've always wanted to imagine. Yeah, that guy's an amazing talent. It's a shame he's not here today. Mm-hmm. He's off being professional and being a dad. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll leave you to be professional and hold down the table. You got the good sweater. You got yeah. the comics out on the table. That's right. So thank you, Fred, for taking a few minutes and just hanging out. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. My name is Sammy. You can follow me on the Twitter at MyPalSammy. This has been my summer lair. <laughs>